Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi guys, welcome back to the City Confessions. I hope you guys are all doing well as usual. It's October and it's my favorite time of the month. I hope you guys have been enjoying your pumpkin spice because that's definitely something that's a highlight of the season for me. But anyways, today I want to welcome not only one guest, but two guests. I have Alejandra Ortiz and Caitlin Clark. They are both the co-founders of My Pharaohs, which is an on-demand text concierge designed for your social life. So, hi girls, how are you? Hi. Hi, doing well, how are you? Great. So, before we dive in, just so the listeners can get to know each one of you individually, and of course, how you guys created this um, concierge, this text concierge. Uh, So... Let's just like have one of you guys introduce yourself first, just so the listeners can get an idea of who's who and tell us about who you are, what you do, and your relationship with New York City. Caitlin, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll go ahead. So I am Caitlin Clark. I'm actually currently based in Hoboken, New Jersey right now, but if anyone asks me, I say I'm from the city. I um, grew up in North Carolina, went to school at Elon University, and then moved to New York City three days after graduation. So New York very much feels like home to me. Um, I lived in New York City for about three years, working in management consulting within the financial industry. And then I took a mini hiatus. I went away for two years traveled all around the world for about a year and a half, and then spent some time down in Florida for a project, and then have slowly been waking uh, my way back. So in 2018, I moved back up here working for a jewelry startup in New Jersey. And then um, in August of last year, I moved to Hoboken. So I do a lot of work in the city pre-COVID and commute back and forth. That's so interesting. I have to ask when you went on that little crazy travel adventures. Was it a solo thing or did you do it with friends? No, I actually did it with a program called Remote Year. So they were, um, well, they're still around, but they're a startup that puts together groups of about 50 working professionals. Everyone works fully remote and you live in a new country every month for a full year. So Remote wow. Year handles all of your travel logistics and your housing Um, and coordinating workspace and things like that so that you can really go and actually just work and enjoy your life. That's amazing. I feel like everybody needs to do that. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Okay, so Alejandra, now it's your chance to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, I'm Alejandra. Um, I'm also from North Carolina. Actually, Caitlin and I were introduced via a mutual friend. One of my really good high school friends was one of her sorority sisters. 
Um, but yeah, like grew up in North Carolina, went to NC State University, worked for um, ABC in North Carolina about two years post-grad. And I just never really saw myself in North Carolina long term. Um, so quit my job, did some traveling um, and moved to New York City without a job in June of 2015. So a little bit over five years ago. Um, and then pretty much just um, was hustling here, trying to find a you know job. Um, I truthfully, I, I went to school for communication media. So I really thought I was going to be a reporter. I wanted to be like the next Juliana Rancic. Um, and, you know, was kind of doing, I, I started off um, as a digital and social media producer. So um, worked for ABC here and CNBC um, before I got a full-time job at a larger media company. Um, in the city in more of a corporate role. Um, but yeah, so um, Kaylin and I, like I said earlier, you know, were introduced by a mutual friend. So when I moved to New York, um, she was like, you know, my friend Kaylin lives there. You guys should meet. I think you'd really hit it off. And a really long, boozy brunch later, here we are. <laughs> it's always the brunch, right? I it's love it. Always <laughs> so tell me about how this idea uh, started first of all about my pharaohs and then I guess even going into quote-unquote business with your best friend right because it's always one of those things where it can go really really well or not so well <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll let uh, Alejandro tell the story of how it kind of came to be and then um, I'll jump in more about how we're navigating the best friend co-founder relationship <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I said, you know, Caitlin and I met in New York, but you know, she moved about a year later to travel the world. So I you know, took advantage of the fact that my really good friend was, you know, traveling the, the world and would meet <laughs> up with her anytime I could. So I visited her in Lisbon, Valencia, we did a Greece trip together, um, then met up in Argentina. And pretty much we're continuing just, you know, these trips um, when she was back in the States. And our last big trip um, pre-COVID was last May in uh, the Dominican Republic. Our birthdays are around the same time. So we took basically like a couple's um, like all-inclusive vacation together. <laughs> um, and we're living our best lives on the beach, but still finding ourselves even in this like all-inclusive resort, like looking up where to go eat and where, um, what, like, what are the best excursions, you know, activities. Um, and we, you know, realized like we spend so much of our time here in New York doing the same thing. Um, we're very much the planners in our friend group, um, you know, and so we're constantly on these group messages being like, what are we doing this weekend? Where are we going? you know, like, what's the best, like, location in the city for everyone to meet up, etc. And um, it's exhausting. And, you know, there's so many different platforms, too. Like, you're looking at Yelp, Open Table, Infatuation, Instagram. Um, and we were like, what if there was something or someone who could do all of this um, research and coordinating for you? Um, like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> and make our all our lives so much easier. I actually really like that idea because I'm a native New Yorker and even for me, like I obviously want to explore new places and I love planning as well. And yeah, you're totally right. Like all the um, 
other companies that you've mentioned, I definitely feel like I'm always on it. And it's not one of them does the whole planning, right? You have to yeah. also figure out um, logistics in terms of transportation. And, you know, if this is like all the way in Brooklyn and this is all the way in Manhattan, like, is it even worth going? So, yeah, I think the, the idea is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, Caitlin, do you want to jump in now? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny that you say, you know, even being as a native New Yorker, that this would be valuable for you because early on, you know, we started to get the, some pushback from people who said, oh, well, yeah, can I just do this myself? Or, you know, I already kind of know the things that I want to do. And the reality is, of course, you could do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many amazing resources out there that'll kind of give you candid reviews and the inside scoop. Um, but you know, what we were finding is we both grew up in North Carolina. We moved to New York because of the people and the culture and all the opportunities and things that there are to do. New York is so unique in that you could try a new place every night of your life and you still wouldn't be able to experience everything. Um, and so what we wanted to do is we really wanted to personalize and tailor that experience to things that you're actually interested in. So Marion, if you've been in New York City your whole life, but you really, really love, you know, outdoor rooftop vibes with live music and Thai food, and maybe you also really enjoy, you know, the best cocktails, theoretically, Pharaoh should know that about you, just like your best friend would, but be able to very quickly say, okay, well, for this night and in this neighborhood, and based on these friends who are coming with you, here are the best new places or the longstanding places that we think you would really enjoy. And it gives you more of that time to actually enjoy experiencing rather than searching. Um, so, you know, you have more time to record podcast episodes or meet with new <laughs> founders or whatever it might be. Um, and kind of the, the act of searching, um, that time goes down. So that's actually our tagline that we always say is to stop searching and to start living. Mm, I love that so much because, like I said, I love hosting. But you guys are right. It's exhausting. And, you know, you could just take credit. You could just come up one day and be like, you know what, we're going to do A, B, and C. And they're going to be like, wow. And you're like, yeah, I did it all by myself. Absolutely. <laughs> no yeah, one needs so, to know. <laughs> um, but I'm really fascinated with what's what goes on behind the scenes, right? So if I say I like brunch and I like Italian and or maybe, yeah, whatever the case is, like I'm on a budget or – this and that. Who is actually doing the searching? How does that work out? Because I know nothing about <laughs> behind the scenes in terms of, you know, this concierge aspect. Yeah, so this is Kate. I'll jump in first. Um, so truthfully, we're in really early stages of this. Mm -hmm. uh, we are testing right now. Well, not testing. We are live in New York City and we're testing in some of the larger markets that we'd like to move in next. Um, but in terms of who's actually answering you, it is myself and Alejandra. It's real mm -hmm. people in the back end, uh, pre COVID, we had spent about six months building this really, really robust database of restaurants and, um, you know, museums and experiences and cooking classes all throughout New York city. Um, all of that information is tagged by some information that you can find in Google. So price times that they're open and things like that. But we also added a lot of tags that um, were important to people that we had interviewed and kind of in our customer research. So, you know, does it have outdoor seating? Does it have rooftop seating? 
Does it have a great happy hour? Is this a place that, you know, it's a Mexican place, but it's really known for margs. Don't go for the food or vice versa. So we spent a lot of time putting that information together. Um, and then when you become a member of Pharos, you also fill out a really robust member profile. So basically what we're doing is we're taking your information and the profile you like, and we're pairing that with um, these vetted recommendations within our own database to search it down. So it's kind of like, you know, how well Netflix starts to know your preferences. The more you use it, it kind of figures out what you enjoy. That's mm -hmm. how Pharos works as well. Got it. What's the turnaround? So like the the timing for it. So let's say I have a day tonight and I, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's happening in like five hours or whatever the case is. Like, is there a minimum or how in advance would the customers or users um, have to tell you guys what they want to do? Uh, well, this, this is Al, uh, Alejandra. Um, we try to encourage our members to, try to plan ahead as much as they can. Um, we know, you know, like things come up and, you know, now during COVID times, I think it kind of helped us, you know, as a, a new company, um, you know, figure out how much people are actually planning and, you know, like how quickly people are expecting us to service these requests. Um, but, you know, we try to get back to everyone um, ASAP within like, a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. time frame, you know? So if you were on a date tonight and wanted like last minute drinks, like Pharaohs might get, you might get a response from Pharaohs being like, Pharaohs was getting its like beauty sleep, you know? <laughs> um, but um, no, it's it's real time. Um, we're very transparent that, you know, it is real people. Um, and we always just try to be as helpful as we can. Um, I, I mean, I think, does that kind of answer the question? <laughs> no, totally. I also figured out myself what pharaohs mean, but I think it's so beautiful. So can you guys explain the meaning behind it and how you guys came up with that name? Yeah, so <laughs> the naming of pharaohs is actually so funny. Um, we, <laughs> we had so many ideas. We did a lot of brainstorming with friends. Uh, we're two people who really, really love branding. It matters a lot to us. So <laughs> we wanted to make sure that when we launched, we had a name uh, that fit. And what, when we thought of like the ethos behind Pharos and who we wanted to be, this vision of a lighthouse really kept coming up for us, that we wanted to be this kind of central point in your life that was able to not necessarily tell you where to go, um, but was able to be a beacon of light and cut through kind of the darkness and all of the noise and the clutter of all of these choices and really just shine a spotlight on all of the experiences that are right in front of you in your own community. Um, and so Pharos actually in both Italian and Latin and Spanish, which is kind of our family backgrounds, it translates to beacon or lighthouse. Um, and so we've always just loved that. And we really want to be, like I said, that beacon of light in your social life and really shining this spotlight on really amazing local owned businesses, small businesses, minority-owned businesses that are in your existing community that you can um, experience. Yeah, I think that is just so beautiful. Again, I haven't met you guys, but I can tell that the app is just kind of like a, you know, like your best friend. I think that's something that you guys probably were trying to go after or go go for. Um, so speaking of best friends, let's go back. Let's backtrack to <laughs> the relationship and working with 
each other and just navigating this whole exciting journey. And I'm curious to know how are you guys splitting the work? Yeah, um, I think that's a really great question. I mean, we've been working on this since so about a year and a half now. Um, or yeah, our incorporated birthday is in November, but yeah, like the idea came to be in May of 2019. So it's, it's, you know, it's been a learning curve, um, for sure. I, um, I have had the benefit of like seeing a therapist throughout all of this. <laughs> so I think, you know, a lot, sometimes she's a sounding board for me. And then sometimes I go back to Kayla and I'm like, this is what the therapist recommended. <laughs> um, but not only that, you know, like the therapist was someone already had you know for like personal reasons but it's just like therapy shows you how to communicate and I think that that's like really helped us in our like working and friend relationship um especially like during COVID you know it's like such an overwhelming time and it's already overwhelming to be starting a new business together but then add a global pandemic um you know we've been hurt we've been hit with like all these curveballs um so just like kind of checking in on each other and saying you know how are you doing? Is there anything I should be doing to help or, you know, like, um, and really like figuring out like where our strengths, strengths and weaknesses lie. I think we've seen through, um, like just like reading about other co-founder relationships that like sometimes they try to divide everything equally and that might not necessarily be like the best use of everyone's time. Um, we, you know, I still have uh, a full-time job right now, so we tend to work a lot of nights and weekends, um, and, you know, we, we have a couple working sessions together every week where we touch base and really focus on certain priorities, um, but, you know, I think Kaylin has a really strong background in, um, consulting and business strategy, um, she really knows she's always, I think, being um, super encouraging and knowing of when it's time for us to pivot. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I have sort of a executive assistant, um, event planning, like travel logistics operations background. And so for me, really like finding these experiences, um, putting together potential partnerships as I think something that I focus a little more on. Um, Kayla, would you agree? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm laughing at um, the therapy comment because <laughs> we both joke a lot that, um, you know, when we get into a really serious relationship someday and someone decides to commit to us long-term that they're going to highly benefit from this experience because <laughs> um, well, when you go into a co-founder relationship with anyone, let alone your best friend, you're really going into a marriage. And, you know, very early on, we had to put together an operating agreement. Um, and it was really funny because we had kind of worked with like a few lawyer friends who had given us these boilerplate templates to go through. And we were having to have discussions of, okay, well, what happens if one of us dies? Or what happens if we bring on a co-founder and or like, you know, a tech co-founder and they're married and that person, okay, are they entitled to shares of the company? And like very quickly you go into these really serious uh, conversations. And, you know, we had a lot of people in our lives who cautioned us honestly about going into mm-hmm. A, rela- a relationship, a co-founder relationship with your friend. <laughs> I think it's the same way when, you know, you really like a guy um, who's your best friend and there's that hesitancy like, oh, should we, should we start a relationship and is it going to ruin this? Um, 
but yeah, I think we're just, we're very intentional with it. We both bring very different things to the table. You know, we have the benefit of part-time therapy that we can <laughs> run through. Um, so I think we're really good about that. And yeah, we've, we've definitely gone through seasons where, you know, all we've focused on was the business and we kind of lost some of our friendship. And I think we've done a really good job in the last six to seven months where we'll actually have certain days and say, okay, this is a friend day. This is not a business day mm -hmm. or, Hey, mm -hmm. I need to talk to you in the capacity as a co-founder, or this is actually something I need advice as a friend. Um, so, you know, that's been something that's really good that we learned. And then, you know, we have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs as well. Um, and I think the best advice we got recently was they said, Hey, it's so much easier to talk about the really difficult, like worst case scenarios when everybody loves each other mm -hmm. versus when you don't. So we actually, uh, two weeks ago, we do an offsite every month where we spend a whole weekend working and we try to go somewhere different where we can just go heads down. And we spent um, the first night of our last one with a bunch of bottles of wine. And we literally just wrote down all of the potential scenarios that could happen in the next year. So, you know, what happens if we get funding and we need to move? What happens if we don't get funding? What happens if all of our customers, you know, disappear because a competitor comes along, you know, all these different things. Um, and we were able to just talk that through. And it was so nice, one, to realize like when you're on the same page, but we also establish a lot of rules and boundaries with each other. So we love sex in the city, <laughs> as, like, as I think most girls who moved to New York. Um, and so one of our favorite things that we've established is the Miranda clause, um, which means that when we hit kind of a point where we can't agree on something, um, that if someone uses the Miranda clause, it's a 72 hour period where it gives both people the opportunity to go back, think about whatever they were discussing. The other partner is not going to bring it up. They're going to give space. Um, we'll still continue to work on other things, obviously, but that is like one topic that's off the table for right now. And then at the end of the 72 hours, we have to come back together. Um, and then there has to be some sort of resolution or compromise. So I think if you're going into business with, I mean, that's probably good for anyone, but especially going into business with a friend, just being so, so intentional about how you're going to maintain your friendship, but also really respect one another as humans and just, you know, being transparent. Yeah, I think that sounds brilliant. I like that you guys are also like you guys had that moment and just mapped out everything that can go wrong. I think starting a business is very exciting. And sometimes people get too caught up right with the with mm -hmm. the excitement, which is great. You should celebrate that. But you should also be realistic. And I always like to kind of take a 360, uh, you know, approach to everything because you just never know. So yeah. I feel like you guys are exactly. definitely setting these um they're not like traps but I guess like preparation um for it and the fact that you guys are aware and are acknowledging the possibility of x y and z you guys are already implementing tactics right to kind of solve that should that should you guys cross that bridge in the future um but yeah I think the methods are great so right now, I want to shift the direction of the conversation just a little bit. 
And I always invite my guests to come on and I ask a simple question and it's basically what keeps you up at night. I feel like <laughs> as New Yorkers or just people who are running businesses, we, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like most of the time people don't really take the time to just sit down and have a chat about, about like the core issues, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like not just, oh, I'm tired today. I didn't sleep well, but it's like, what is actually bothering you? And you, we're going through some crazy times right now. So <laughs> I can't believe it's one, October, and two, it's been like, what, six months? It's, yeah. it's honestly wild. So if you guys can just share right this second, what is stressing you out? Like, what is bothering you? It sounds so simple, but <laughs> I feel like you can get to the root of something that's, you know, that's deeper. <laughs> um. What is bothering me? I mean, and so is this personal or professional? Or yeah, it can be whatever you are comfortable sharing. Okay, um, Kate, do you, I mean, I, I I'm like thinking of the first thing that comes to mind, and I mean, I think plus, like you said, yeah, like we're in a pandemic, you know, and it's been six plus months of this. Um, I think for me, um, a lot of so we we both quarantined at the beginning, um in North Carolina. We went down for our mutual friend's wedding at the beginning of uh, mid-March. It was March 12th, we flew down and the wedding was the 14th and on the 15th, the world shut down. Mm -hmm. So we both ended up staying in North Carolina, quarantining with our families down there until um, the end of May and then came back to New York. And when we came back, we were both um, not sure if we were going to Day, resign our lease. We were like looking at Airbnbs out Wait, like on the you west guys, coast. Are you guys roommates? No, no, no. sorry, sorry, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, we are don't do that. <laughs> we talk about it, and we're like, probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, but we, um, yeah, we just, you know, we both had our leases here and hadn't been here for three months, and we love New York, and said, okay, like you know, from what you see on the news, New York, you know, according to the news was like dead at the time, you know, at, at the beginning of the summer. So we were like, you know, we're not sure how we're going to feel being back in the city. Are we going to feel safe? Um, you know, is this like the best financial decision to be, you know, re-signing a lease in New York during this time when you, at the time it felt like you couldn't really reap the benefits of um, but, you know, we both came back and really realized, like, no, we we love New York. New York is home to us. Um, and we've seen the city, like, start to, like, rebuild itself, you know. And, and to me, I live um, live right on the border of Midtown East, Upper East Side. So, it's, I mean, it's the traffic's back. Like, outdoor seating is thriving over here. Um, you know, the city feels, like, as normal as it can to me. Um, but, you know it's fall, the weather's changing, um, no one really knows what's going to happen, you know, you see mm -hmm. news um, about what's going on in Europe, places are starting to shut back down, um, unfortunately, and, you know, our families are still in North Carolina, so it's kind of this debate right now of, like, do I go home for the holidays, do I not, um, you know, if I go home, will I be stuck back down there, um, and I think for me, it's just kind of this, I feel so confident in my decision to have stayed in New York, but just this fear of not knowing what's going to happen just in the months ahead, you know, um, especially with 
with cases starting to pick up back in the city. I just really hope that businesses are continued are able to continue to stay open. Um, you know, because I I love how the cities like come together during this time and I would hate for to see it shut back down. So I think that's top of mind for me right now. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Caitlin? Yeah. Um, what keeps me up at night? I actually, I sleep really, really well um, at night, but I would say I have a thousand things that keep me distracted during the day. That's um, a good one, actually. <laughs> I so, think about that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I'm a pretty like positive person. I thrive under stress, actually. But uh, maybe about two weeks ago, I had a um, incident where at like four in the morning, I woke up with this horrible, like shooting pain through my back, couldn't breathe, didn't know what was happening, you know, woke my roommate up in the middle of the night and thought like, oh my gosh, am I having a heart attack? I have no idea what's going on. Um, and what it basically transpired to is I was probably having a bit of an anxiety attack in the middle of the night, which is wild to me for someone who sleeps you know so well and considers that they hold everything together um but it really was this like kind of wake-up call for me that for people who are always the rock in their friend groups or are the ones who always have to act like they have it all together that there's a lot of stuff happening within your bodies and your body will start to like one of actually the girls on our team she always says like are you look paying attention to your body's check engine light and I obviously was not, my body was giving me 10,000 <laughs> alerts and alarms that I was stressed and not doing well. Um, and so it was about like two weeks of just like feeling in constant pain, having trouble breathing, wasn't sure what's going on. And I had to just sit down one day and very similar to the activity that um, Alejandra and I did as co-founders, I had to make a whole list of every fear that I had at that moment. And once I started writing it down, it was just like pages of things that it turned out I actually was really worried about. And I think the number one for me uh, tends to come back to finances and money. When I worked in you know, management consulting, I was super fortunate financially. I didn't come out of college with any debt. I was making really good money. I had always been very good about putting you know, a huge percentage of my paycheck in my 401k and having savings. And then uh, when I went to, into the startup world, you know, the first time around, I took a massive pay cut and thought that was going to be a short-term pay decrease, and it turned out to not be the case. Um, and then through Pharos, I've racked up like a level of debt that I'm definitely not um, comfortable with, proud of. And so that is definitely something that keeps me up at night. I think you know a lot of entrepreneurs are very quick to, or like they get praised sometimes for like, oh, they, you know, they maxed out their credit cards and they blew their savings and they, they put it all in and then they made millions. And, you know, the reality is, is that most entrepreneurs are probably working a number of jobs at the same time just to stay afloat. Um, and so that was very much my intention for 2020 to be able to take freelancing jobs and things like that. And um, that worked really well until COVID hit. And in the matter of three days, I lost all of my income and had to basically start from scratch and be super scrappy. And so, you know, now I have a number of clients in different industries. 
um, that keeps me really busy and distracted. Um, and, you know, we get by day to day, the bills definitely do get paid, but something that's very top of mind for me is figuring out, okay, well, how do we ensure that, you know, Pharos can stay funded and that we can very hopefully soon get it to the point where Alejandro and I are both able to focus on it, um, full time. So it can really grow in the way that we want to. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys both are obviously very driven and hardworking. And I always feel like if you really believe in something that you'll make it happen. I know it sounds so, so cheesy and so (laughs) cliche, but I truly believe in like manifestation and just also when you focus on something so much, like it's bound to just happen. I always say when people say like, they wake up and they're having a bad day and their whole mindset is about that, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know, like something super dramatic, like, oh, my life sucks or this isn't going well, this and that. Of course it's not because that's the energy you're putting yep. out, right? Mm-hmm. But if you shift that and you're like, okay, this didn't go well, but you know what, I'm I'm, I'm deciding to have a good day. I'm deciding how I'm going to feel today and that just that can be applied to, to your business, like, it's not ideal for COVID to be happening right now, but you guys will get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 1000%. I think like the thing that honestly has kept us going is that we just believe so intensely in this dream and Pharaoh's vision and mm-hmm. the need for it in people's lives. But we also believe in each other. And I think if you don't have that mindset, you'll never, ever be able to navigate the days. Um, you like you have to be so excited for what's to come that you can have you know people who will just destroy you in a meeting and say you know oh we don't agree with your idea or we don't know if you're the right people to do that Um, and if you're not you know secure enough to say okay thank you so much you're probably not the right partner then Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna keep going Um, and that's very much like the mindset that we've always had and you know when we talk about these like worst case scenarios it it really is so that we can kind of talk about it, acknowledge that it's there, and then we put it to the side and we're able to say, okay, well, we've addressed it. We know what we'll do if it comes to that. But in the meantime, we get to keep being creative and having fun and just moving forward. Mm-hmm. How would you guys both define success and happiness? Uh, for Pharaohs? <laughs> no, in your purse. I mean, just, like, just you in general. It can be related to Pharaohs or like, I just feel like in America, right? I mean, success is what? Having a, a job with a title, making X amount of money. Like, I'm just curious to know for you guys, when you think of success, what does that look like? Um, I mean, I think for me and part of, I think the reason why both Kaylin and I even kind of Pharaohs came to be was that we found ourselves in these jobs where we weren't fully happy or fulfilled, you know, like on paper, we had these great titles um, and, you know, have really built up our careers, but we were just like not feeling like passionate about the work we were doing or the cause. Um, So for me, it would be one opportunity for us to be able to fully, you know, be working on Pharaohs full time. and grow the business the way we would want to. Um, yeah, like I, I think, um, you know, I were in our late twenties 
um, and had you asked me when I was, you know, graduating college, what I thought success would look like, I think it'd be very different from what I think it is now. Um, but I mean, if, you know, in the five-year plan for us is to be, um, full-time pharaohs um, headquartered here in New York and having, you know, grown in a couple other cities across the, uh, across the states and eventually internationally. Like, that's that's the dream, right, Caitlin? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think for me, um, and, and Al kind of touched on this, we really early in our careers achieved this kind of all-American definition of success. We were living in New York City, arguably the best city in the world. We had moved from small towns in North Carolina. Like we had, we had hustled, we had great friends. We were making a lot of money. We were living in these, you know, awesome apartments, probably by New York standards. I think our friends would argue that they were way too small to be great apartments, but you know, we had all of that. Um, And yeah, after a while, it just didn't fulfill you. Um, It didn't fulfill us at least. So for me, I think success is being able to wake up every day and yeah, there's going to be the administrative tasks and the things that like you don't enjoy every second of, but to love what you're doing and to be so excited by the impact that you're able to make and the, the people whose lives you helped or even just to be, maybe you didn't help them, but you were a part of their life and a part of their joy for the day. That would be, um, success for us and yeah if we can expand to other countries and you know get to the point where we can take a vacation again that would also be great well I see both of that happening in your future for sure (laughs) so this podcast is called the city confessions and I don't know if you guys you know saw this coming but (laughs) I invite my guests to come over at the end to reveal a confession And I want to preface this by saying that there is no right or wrong answer and there is no good confession and bad confession. And it can be (laughs) playful, (laughs) silly, or it can be obviously deeper. And again, it's whatever you're comfortable sharing. And the reason why I ask is because one, I think it's a great um, theme throughout all my podcast episodes. But two, I just think we all have different like fascinating stories and backgrounds, especially being having a relationship with New York City. And I also feel like we all carry, you know, like a secret or a confession. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's a, it's a platform to share those one and not to be ashamed of it if it's deeper or two, it can just be something like fun facts, you know? So if you guys can both share a confession, what would that be? Oh boy. Al, do you have something? (laughs) No, I'm like really rocking my brain. (laughs) Okay. So no, don't worry. I mean, people always get. What are some good ones that you've had? Maybe Mm -hmm. that'll jogger. Okay. So first disclaimer, there's no good or bad. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. What what are some memorable ones? (laughs) Okay. So this one girl said that she hates hugs. Oh my God. And it was so funny because we actually recorded in person and I totally gave her a hug when I saw her and I was oh, like, oh funny. my God, you must have been so uncomfortable. Like somebody else had revealed they actually like don't really wash their face. <laughs> and then the more common ones or the most popular ones are definitely like experiencing imposter syndrome, not mm-hmm. being as confident as they seem. 
and then others were just like more past struggles and trauma so it's honestly it varies you know on the spectrum so I just asked like maybe yeah it can if you want to just take it more lightly it could just be like what's a random fact that people don't know about you or what is something that you wish people did know about you or a misconception you think a lot of people have of you so any of those questions if they like ring a bell (laughs) um yeah just whatever yeah (laughs) I'll do a funny one just because it's been um the topic of our conversation this week uh as co-founders so both of Alejandra and I have been trying to like get back into the dating world Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <laughs> so my confession is that I truly could not hate text messaging with someone you like barely know. Um, and so I recently like very casually started seeing a guy and he's so kind. He sends, you know, the good morning text every morning and the good night text every night. Um, and I hate them like with every, they make me cringe every time and it has nothing to do with him. Or mm-hmm. any other guy that I've really, really liked or dated. Um, I really have you met him them. yet? Like, yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just a small talk. I hate it. Oh, you're like me. So first of oh all, gosh, you're the I'm same? A, yeah, I'm also single. So I text people every now and then. I mean, you know, on the apps or whatever. And I'm like, we need to meet up ASAP. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I do not need a pen pal. And I don't want to give you so much information right. about my life if I know that we're not going to vibe in person. Yeah. And I have no problem initiating the first date. Good for her. So you're on Bumble, I'm assuming. No, not at all. Actually, I'm on Hinge. I freaking okay. love Hinge. Yeah. No, I'll I, just. Uh huh. No, I was just going to say, I am like, Caitlin and I are huge Bumble, like, brand as a whole, like, supporters. Like, we love everything the Bumble stands for. But. Personally, yeah, like I'm on the hinge train right now. I <laughs> I've done the bumble and hinge game before. I took like a break and now I'm just on hinge. I feel like it's just I don't know, it seems it seems like a, easier right now. <laughs> and like more genuine conversations. Yeah. I can't do bumble. I feel I remember I first downloaded it. It was actually the first app I ever downloaded. And again, I really like the idea of it because I feel like it suits my personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was messaging people, they didn't message me back. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, um, okay, I don't think, I don't know, maybe it's just the timing, you know. Yeah. But I really yeah. like Hinge because of like the prompts and just, mm-hmm. just the way it's set up. But mm-hmm. no, I totally understand. I'm, I'm the type to like, I don't like the morning and good night text. I think it's too like cheesy. <laughs> you yeah. like too much. And I don't 100% like disagrees with me here. So I, well, I, I, I mean, I'm coming from this from like a slightly different approach. I was like seeing someone earlier this summer and it was going really well. And then honestly, he just like wasn't in a good place because of like everything going on in the world. And so he needed to focus on himself, which I totally respect. But I'm just like still truthfully like a little bummed about that not working out. And so I just think about like, if he were sending me like a good morning text, like how much that would mean to me. So I can't really relate in the, in this <laughs> sense. <laughs> I mean, it is nice. I definitely think it also depends on the timeline. Like, you know, how, how long totally. have it been? I think for me, like date in the beginning stages, it's just like weird. Like I don't need a morning text every single morning <laughs> and every single night. 
or when guys like call you babe like too early i'm like so early not your babe <laughs> no but yeah we need to be like yeah, no early pet names for you to be calling it <laughs> exactly totally okay what is your confession Alejandra. Um, well, now that we're like talking about dating, I would just say, um, I mean, like, you know, we've lived here for five years. Like, I've gone on my fair share of um, Bumble Hinge dates. Um, but, you know, I think like now, maybe like that I'm older too, just like really being um, transparent about like what exactly like you want and you need. I think like when I was dating a couple years ago you know like certain guys would you know kind of give the impression that they didn't want anything serious and like you didn't want to like say that you were like looking for something serious or like you know because you didn't want to like have them not be interested or whatever it may be but I think like the older I've gotten you know the more I'm just like this is who I am this is what I want this is what I need and being okay with saying that and if like that person isn't like willing to do those things or wants the same things then like it's not the right match and it's like better to know now than to like continue on this like train you know because potentially Mm -hmm. you're um like you're not making yourself available to someone who might be um and you're also just you know it's just it's kind of I think going through those experiences kind of made me lose my confidence a little bit and sometimes, like, a relationship doesn't work out and it has nothing to do with you. Um, and so just, I think, like, really, like, trusting, like, yourself and, like, honoring, like, who you are as a person and, like, being able to be, you know, confident about that. I couldn't agree more. I feel like dating teaches you so much about yourself. And, yes, like, you learn what you like and what you don't like, but you learn so much just about relationships in general and I think we sometimes just go through the motions of it you know we have friendships we have you have you guys have a co-founder relationship but when you date like you learn so much about what like your boundaries you know love languages (laughs) there's so many factors it's it's like mind-blowing sometimes I'm so overwhelmed (laughs) I'm like it's too much it's overwhelming and I think like especially right now you know like it's already an overwhelming world so to add the like anxiety of like dating um Mm -hmm. seems like a lot um but you know it's just like how willing you are to like make yourself like I guess honestly like even like open to the chance of potentially getting hurt but it's kind of like bringing it back to pharaohs you know like there is a chance that like things could not work out but it's just like being willing to take that chance Mm-hmm. yeah for sure so I just want to take a moment right now to acknowledge both of your presence and energy and willingness to come on my podcast and talk to me and the listeners to share your story I feel like especially since there's two of you guys like <laughs> scheduling was so easy first of all so thank <laughs> you for that and second of all it's just I love meeting well not meeting I guess virtually talking with people I I think it's so interesting and and fun and I just really appreciate both of you guys coming on and taking time to block out you know this hour uh to talk with me it means a lot to me 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Um, So wait, I have two more questions before we actually wrap it up. So what is the best compliment um, you guys have received? (laughs) What a great question. Oh, man. Because we have Um, to end on a positive note, as always. I think our – I mean, Alejandra, I'll let you give yours, but – I think our favorite compliments when it came to Pharos um, have been the members that we've like really surprised or, um, you know, they kind of will send us their little love letters and we have them screenshotted and in a folder in our phones to look at when we're like having a bad day. But, (laughs) you know, we'll get the funny messages where people will be like, oh my fucking God, where have you been all my life? And then, you know, we got one last week, which was really special from a member who's actually not as engaged with us. Um, So we were like, does she not want to use us? Maybe she's not planning. Is she going to cancel her membership? We don't know. Um, And it was so funny. She sent this weird request, uh, not weird, but not usually what we do, um, where she wanted help celebrating her dog's first birthday. (laughs) And she she wanted like local suggestions of, you know, party supplies and things like that. Um, and so, you know, we made her this little like itinerary basically of like, okay, go to this bakery for dog treats and here's where you can get the gifts. And here's like the, you know, local decorations you can use. And she sent us this long paragraph that said, oh my God, this is going to sound crazy, but I started crying when I read this because I'm such a hoster. I love having people over. I love being the one to make plans, but work is just so stressful right now. I haven't been able to do anything in months. I'm working 11 hour days and you guys just gave me back a, like something to look forward to that I ha- haven't had in so long. And I read that message and I started to cry because mm. that to me was the biggest compliment. And it's so much of what we wanted to do with Pharos. We just wanted to eliminate the stress and the choice fatigue and the exhaustion when it comes to living your life and give you something to look forward to. That's so beautiful. I totally agree. I think that those are like the best compliments. Um, You know, we really want to help our members like celebrate like all of the small and big moments in life. So to hear that, like we're helping them, you know, in any small way um, to make your, your day or like life better right now really means a lot. Yeah, that sounds great. I love that. It's, it's, it also actually, sorry, I just came up with one other question. So I think when I automatically thought of the app, I was thinking of just like plans in general, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going out with my girlfriends or yeah, I have a date, but it seems like you guys kind of just do it all in terms of requests. Like I know it's still starting new, but besides the dog one, (laughs) has there been any other crazy request or just the one that you were like oh this is this is a good one <laughs> um the one that immediately comes to mind is um so we when we first launched um the service at the end of april we launched uh, virtually because you know everyone was still in quarantine um like lockdown so um in july we switched to the more of an on-demand service where you know you could text us just like whatever request in the moment um, and one of the first requests to come in was from um, a member asking for harmonica lessons. 
um, something that Kaylin and I personally don't know very much about. <laughs> and also like he wanted, he said, you know, that he would accept um, virtual options, but would really love for someone to be teaching him harmonica in person. And like harmonica, you're like spinning everywhere. You know, it's not exactly something you want to be doing in person right now. Um, so really finding options for him, that was quite, <laughs> quite an amount of research, but also just like we cracked ourselves up. You're like, all right, if, if this member is happy with the options we give him, then I think he'll be a member for life. And <laughs> the same member, actually, I just thought of another one. He um, asked for when Mulan came out on Disney Plus, he planned a date night for him and his girlfriend. And he wanted dishes that were authentic from the region where Mulan was from. Mulan wow. is uh, like the movie is like <laughs> fictional, you know? <laughs> so we were oh like, gosh, um, uh, so we were doing all this research on Mulan and trying to find like restaurants in the city that had like similar like dishes. So that was funny too. <laughs> yeah, that must be so much fun actually. I feel like the planning is, it is fun because you guys are kind of not Cupid, you know, in like making matches but <laughs> in terms of the planning that's that's fun yeah okay so right now here's your chance to just plug in um anything you guys want to share i don't know if you guys are having any like new features or you know have any any like new ideas re regarding pharaoh but right now just plug in what you want people to know about about this idea yeah absolutely so uh, Pharos, as we said, is live in New York City. It is a uh, membership service. It's $14.99 a month or the price of a cocktail, as we <laughs> like to market it, because who wouldn't it's treat true. their best it's friend so to a cocktail? <laughs> like, who wouldn't treat their friend to a cocktail if you knew they were on demand for you all the time and they could you know, answer all your questions and plans? So um, it's only $14.99. It is member invite only, uh, but what we've been doing is we've been partnering with a few really cool brands to give um, kind of early access to New York City right now. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want early access, we can, uh, Marion, give you some info for the show notes. Yeah, but great. you can uh, sign up at www.myfaros.com. Um, and join the waitlist. And if you join uh, from listening to this podcast, we'll shoot you a text. You can have a free uh, trial membership to try us out. Awesome. I will leave all of that information in the show notes. So guys, be sure to, you know, look at, look at the details. <laughs> and of course, I will leave both of their Instagrams. I, I think that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, their personal Instagram as well as Pharaohs for you guys to follow. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, definitely reach out to them or me. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was so lovely speaking with both of you guys. And stay tuned for next week's. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.